From beyond the playful summer clouds, beyond the earth's thin blue line, from beyond the bright full moon and the meteor showers, we hear the call to look and listen carefully, to turn away from a world that thinks it can buy and sell happiness, to full experience, to fully experience the luring whisper of our heart's truth. Why not today? Why not now? We are here together at home in this evolving place. Home in this ever-changing breath and body. Home in this summer's morning, even as the earth tilts imperceptibly towards autumn. We hear the call from far beyond and deep within. We do not hear it alone. Come, let us worship together. Thank you, Heidi, for those opening words written by Susan Maggin welcoming all of us who've gathered this morning for our Kensington Unitarian Sunday service. Welcome to all of you who were here in person at Essex Church in London. Welcome to all who are joining us via Zoom from your homes far and wide. For those of you I've not met before, I'm Sarah Tinker. At one time I was minister with this congregation and I'm now happily retired and also happy to still connect with you all like this from time to time. If anyone today is new to this community, we're especially glad to have you with us. Do stay for a chat after the service if you want or come to one of our small groups to get to know us better. And if you are a regular here, well, Thank you. Thank you for all that you do to build this community and to spread our Unitarian message of equality and oneness. So whoever you are, however you're feeling today, wherever you're heading, know that you are here welcome with us just as you are. And that welcome applies to any of you watching this service at a later date or listening to our podcast or reading our script at some time in the future. Thank you, thank you particularly to those of you who get in touch and know that you appreciate these ways of connecting. It is good to hear from you. So today's service is titled Seasons of Our Living and uh, Heidi Ferret and I will be exploring how life's ups and downs, its sunny days and its stormy days are reflected in the seasons that we know so well here in Northern lands. We reckon that we won't be the only ones to have our favorite seasons, nor the only ones who sometimes feel as if life's bringing us far too many seasons all in one day. This being human, it can be a turbulent experience for some of us at times, can't it? So I invite us now all to take a moment to arrive here fully. Whatever your levels 
of calm or turbulence, however life is treating you at present. Whatever challenges we're facing, let's, let's create this next hour together as a sacred space in which to rest and let go for a while. You might like if you want to take a few of those lovely calming breaths, slowly breathing down into the core of our being. And as we breathe out, let's awaken to the beauty of this moment here in this gathered community, be that in person or connected through the digital realm, it's helpful to be together. It's helpful to make time and space for connection, connection with ourselves, connection with one another, and connection with that which we hold to be of greatest worth. And our chalice flame is lit once again. It's one light connecting us with the worldwide Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist community, this progressive religious path. This simple chalice flame bears witness to the humanity we all share. One people, one planet, one shared life. Oh, may we find courage for the journey May we seek support when we are in need. May we share love wherever we may be. So we're moving now into a time of prayer and reflection. And this prayer has some simple body movements to help us focus. I know some things like this are just ghastly for people. Just ignore me if, if this makes you cringe. But I, I don't know that, you know, that word embodied, there is something sometimes for me that needs whatever goes in on in my head to get into my body. So this is one way of doing that. So I'm going to demonstrate the movements before we start. There's a reaching upwards, however high you want to. There's a touching our heart center, touching our foreheads giving ourselves a gentle hug, touching our bellies, and reaching down towards the earth, however that works best for you. And the prayer repeats these movements two times, and there'll be pauses between each bit, spaces for our own thoughts. So let's settle ourselves now for prayer. We, we who are so often distracted by the world in which we live, or by the busy churning thoughts inside our heads. Oh, let's enjoy this opportunity for stilling ourselves, making time to tend to the inner life, aligning ourselves with the spirit of life and love in which all is held. We create this as a sacred time and space by our presence here together. Grateful for the gift of life itself, yet knowing that we each carry our own particular burdens and concerns, we each cherish our hopes, our dreams. And as we now reach upwards to the skies above, 
Let us remember and give thanks for the magnificence of the universe of which we are a tiny individual spark. And as we bring our hands towards our heart center, we recognize that those universal elements reside in each and every one of us. We know ourselves to be part of the whole, not separate, not alone. In our hearts, we can comprehend the interconnectedness of all that is. As we now bring our gentle touch to our foreheads, we can give thanks for the remarkable intelligence of our minds. And also acknowledge how many of our troubles may stem from our thinking. So let us, through our touch, uh, soothe our busy thoughts. If soothing is what we need. And if the terminology of forgiveness works for you, well, let's forgive ourselves and others for any thoughts that are alienating, separating, divisive. Oh, let's commit ourselves to kindness and inclusion. And as we give ourselves a comforting hug, oh, let us pray for greater comfort for all beings this day, that none might feel isolated or alone. Let us pray for all who find themselves amidst life's storms and wintry blasts, that they may feel a warm embrace of protection around them. And as we move our hands down to rest upon our bellies, our core, let us breathe down into that area, the center of our being. And imagine at our core, a center of calm repose, available to us, whatever the weather of our emotional life blowing our way. We rest in that center of calm for a while. Before moving our hands down towards the floor as far as it feels comfortable to reach. And as we reach down towards Mother Earth herself, towards the soil where life's elements are broken down and reworked to create new life greater fertility, fresh shoots. Oh, let us pray that our world community will be inspired by the creativity of the natural world to find new and more positive solutions to our human-made dilemmas, to hunger and soil depletion, drought and climate emergency threatening all living beings. 
And as we return to an upright position, let us use that cycle of movements once more, more briefly, our body prayer. Taking a settling breath, if we like, between each element. Reaching upwards. We are part of the universe. Touching our heart center, we acknowledge the interconnectedness of all that is, breathing in and out. Touching our foreheads, we release all divisive thoughts. We embrace the oneness of us all. Giving ourselves a hug, we seek comfort for all beings. Breathing in and feeling our bellies expanding. Breathing out, we appreciate the calm center at the core of our being, always available to us, however fierce the rage of life storms. Reaching down towards the earth, we recognize earth's remarkable creativity and fertility. We give thanks. And returning to our upright position with that ancient affirmation on our lips. Amen. So indeed, may it be. Thank you. Heidi and I are going to share a reading now. And just to make it exciting, I've marked Heidi's copy of it as to what she's reading, but I haven't marked my own. So Here we are. the potential to go wrong is great. There you go, Heidi. The, oh, I should say what it is. It's called Thanks Be For These. It's by Richard Gilbert. And it has a, just a plethora of things that might make us feel grateful in life. For the sound of, sound of bow on string, of breath over reed, of touch on keyboard, for slants of sunlight through windows, for shimmering shadows on snow, for the whisper of wind on my face. For the smooth skin of an apple, for the caress of a collar on my neck. For the prickling of my skin when I am deeply moved. For the pounding of my heart when I run. For the peace of soul at day's end. For familiar voices in family rides. For the faces of friends in laughter and tears. For the tender human arms that hold me. For the flashes of memories that linger, for the mysterious moments that beckon, for the particularity of this instant. For the silence of moonlit nights, for the sounds of rain on my roof, for the wind in dry leaves, of waves caressing the shore. For the softness of summer breezes, for the crispness of autumn air. For dark shadows on white snow, for the resurrection of spring, for the faithful turning of the seasons. For angular, leafless trees, 
the gentle hills rolling in the distance, for meandering streams seeking that unseen sea. For corn stalks at stiff attention and brittle plants bristling past their prime, for unharvested gardens returning plants to enrich the soil. For the sight of familiar faces, the sound of our spoken names, that welcoming embrace of outstretched arms, for the rituals of friendship reminding us we matter. Thanks for these. these. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Heidi. And that takes us beautifully into our, um, our first hymn today. Um, it's an old favorite. It's called, We Sing the Joy of Living. So for those of you here in church, you'll find the words on your hymn sheet. And uh, those at home, the words are going to appear on the screen. Uh, do, do feel free to sing if you want, stand or sit if you want, or simply sit back and enjoy the words. The Joy of Living. I was delighted when Heidi suggested this theme of seasons for our joint service today because, well, it's a topic that I've got strong opinions about. 
I have my most favorite and my least favorite seasons. And I came to church today determined to change the seasonal wall hangings behind me so that we'd have the two seasons I like the best up there. But alas, I didn't get around to the job. So you've got to just work out which are my favorites of the three of them there. I, I mean, I, I don't want to influence any of you at all, but um, suffice to say, we're moving towards my favorite season and out of my least favorite season. And I look forward to an in-depth conversation with all of you later over a cuppa so that you can all disagree with me. But in truth, what does please me about all the seasons, at least they do change. I'd struggle to settle in the tropics and I'd have to limit my weather conversations to monsoons and scarily high winds. Put me at a bus stop and I'll happily engage anyone in a conversation about nights drawing in or how we'll be needing our warm jumpers again soon. And I've embraced wholeheartedly that the way that our meteorological seasonal changes can mirror our own emotional processes and how weather can actually help us express our relatedness with the wider world in which we live. Those new shoots of possibility, that sense of well-being when a warm sun, a gentle warm sun touches us. The inevitability of letting go and the cold, wintry winds that sometimes must be endured in all lives. The seasons help remind us that all life is change and that this too shall pass. I think that's why I like, I'm just going to read a couple of stories now and I like them both greatly. The first is of a man who had four sons and he wanted to teach his sons not to learn to to learn not to judge things too quickly. So he sent each of them on a quest in turn to go and look at a pear tree, a pear tree that was a great distance away. This is one of these stories. I realize he must have taken a great deal of time over this endeavor. It will have taken the whole year because the first son went in winter, the second in spring, the third in summer and the youngest son in the autumn. And when they'd all gone and come back, he called them together to describe what they'd seen. And surprise, surprise, the first son said that the tree was dark. It was bent and twisted. The second son said, no, it's covered with green buds. It's full of promise. The third son disagreed. He said it was laden with blossom that smelled so sweet, looked so beautiful, the most graceful thing he'd ever seen. And the last son, of course, disagreed with all of them. He said that tree was ripe. It was drooping with fruit, full of life and fulfillment. And the man then explained to his sons that they were all right because they'd each seen but one season in the tree's life. And he told them that we cannot judge a tree or a person or indeed our own lives by only one season. And that the essence, the essence of who we are and the pleasure, the joy, the love that comes from that life, it can only be measured by an understanding of the whole. And this takes time. Each season exists in relation to the others. Each aspect of life is but one part of the whole. Stay aware of the journey in life, he said. And remember, when it comes to human lives, their seasons can be changed. 
by a smile, by a helping hand, by a gentle suggestion of a potentially altered way of being. Hmm? There's plenty for me to remember in that one. And this final, very short story is for anyone like me who's been kicking against our repeated heat waves here in London this summer. Even I'm becoming bored of my complaining. So this story from the Jesuit priest, Anthony de Mello, called Accept All Weather as Weather. It could have been written for all us moaners. It's a story of how best to deal with scorching hot weather. So it's said that a tra traveler asked a shepherd, well, what kind of weather do you think we're going to have today? And the shepherd replied, the kind of weather I like. And the traveler asked, well, how do you know it will be the kind of weather you like? And the shepherd replied, having found out, sir, that I cannot always get what I like. I have learned always to like what I get. So I am quite sure we will have the kind of weather I like. And believe me, when I'm able to say that, you'll know I've reached enlightenment <laughs> and I'll be moving on to another plane. And we get to move on to another plane now because we're moving into our time of meditation now. And I'll start by reading a very short poem um, by the American poet, Denise Levitoff. She's describing our human need, our yearning even to surrender, surrender perhaps to the grace of the creator spirit that holds us all, whatever terminology works to you. It's another take on the shepherd's approach of liking all weather accepting what is and therefore finding some peace. Denise Levitoff likens this to lying back when swimming and allowing the water to hold us, floating, no effort required. Many of us, we live such effortful lives, don't we? Existence can seem a struggle. Existence is a struggle. But in this meditation, we invite you to experience an unearned grace instead. So I invite you to settle yourself, maybe to soften your gaze or close your eyes or focus on these candles, whatever helps you to turn inwards for a while. And let's imagine, if we wish, being held safely, without effort, surrendering to this moment. And once I've read this poem, it will be followed by three minutes of silence that will end with a chime from our bell. And then unannounced, uh, Sandra and Margaret will play and sing Handel's Spring for us. And um, they were at pains to remind us that it's not particularly meditative music, it's joyful and spring-like. So it's music for your enjoyment. And as always, if this poem or these suggestions aren't what you need today, please ignore them, stay with what works best for you right now. Let's take a lovely breath and just settle ourselves into our seats for three minutes of stillness together. Denise Levitoff writes, as swimmers dare to lie face to the sky and water bears them, and hawks rest upon air, and air sustains them. So would I learn to attain free fall, 
and float into creator spirit's deep embrace, knowing no effort earns that all surrendering and surrounding grace.
Yes, the four seasons. I have been uh, in my paintings responding to the seasons, among other things. Um, I think it is very important that we live with the seasons. As city dwellers, we sometimes become quite unaware of them. And it's very important to honor that cycle of nature. Uh, in Chinese philosophy, it is yang and yin, expansion and contraction. We need both of it, and we go through the seasons experiencing that, if we are at all sensitive to what's going on around us. So the first one is, of course, spring. And spring is very yang. It's this explosion, and you can see it here in England. 
flowers, blossoms everywhere. It's, it's after the winter, it's an explosion of new life asserting itself. And this painting is based on a photograph uh, of hamster teeth. It's, as so often my paintings are, a combination of observation and imagination, because there weren't really that many blossoms and flowers in that particular place. But they were sort of all over, and it is a painting where I attempted to celebrate uh, the new life, the energy that is uh, starting to come forward. So that, that's the first one. And uh, the second one is uh, summer. And it is actually late summer. And it, it, it's called yellow summer. Now, yellow, uh, again, in a Chinese tradition, is the color of the earth. You've got lots of flowers. Uh, blooming, blossoming. You've also got a sort of sense that this is not going to last that much longer. We're just about to uh, move on. And of course, at the moment, we are in this late summer season. And this year, because uh, we had so, so much heat and so little rain, some of the trees already gone into autumn survival mood. So the fall's autumn. So um, well, anyway, this is summer, uh, late summer. And this is autumn. Uh, again, a painting uh, based on hamster teeth, which is not far from where I live. And um, we also got two people there who you might uh, recognize. Uh, well, John and myself, I suppose we can say we are in the autumn of our lives. And autumn is when the yin energy is already there, but we have one last explosion of color in the trees. The trees are about to go into winter mode and they produce often the most beautiful an amazing color. Sarah said it's, you said it's your fa favorite season. Uh, it is, it is a wonderful season and I try to capture it. Sometimes the sky goes very blue. It's a sort of last assertion before um, the winter comes. And um, then uh, the next year, it's a bit more heavy for you to carry, uh, Sarah. Uh, that is winter. And uh, again, it was a combination of uh, observation and imagination. It was based on a photo I took on a trip to Alaska with my sister. And uh, it was actually summer, but I tried to imagine what it would be like covered in snow, and then I put one figure there. It's a little bit from, uh, reminiscent of romantic paintings, this uh, isolated figure uh, in winter. Now, winter is, of course, very yin. It's uh, going inside uh, introversion and, uh, of course, anticipating uh, the next, the spring, which is about to come. 
And I've also um, worked in 3D. I love working with clay, very tactile. And I've done some ceramic work. Uh, this one isn't online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, this one, actually, if I may say so, this one is going to stay here. It's going to live in the garden. And this is another one where you see the the two sides, the, the warm and the cold uh, side, and it's a clay, glazed clay. I've done quite a lot of things. In, again, inspired, actually, my trip to Alaska was a great inspiration for me, seeing the melting snow and so on, and the melting glaciers. And, of course, the seasons um, aren't what they used to be. Climate change is here, um, and we have to cope with it somehow. Um, my way of coping it, with it is uh, using it creatively, responding to um, the changing in nature creatively, reminding people, well, maybe not always that much we can do about it. We can just do our little bit, uh, maybe using a bit less of energy and so on, <clears throat> but um, ultimately it's uh, and maybe reminding the powers that be that uh, really something needs to be done about it. So that's, uh, of course, another aspect of the seasons that they are changing. I, do, I remember snow in London and ice in London, but that's a long time ago, and we may never see it again here. So there we are. Uh, let us remember to honor the earth going through the changes, expanding and contracting. I personally don't like winter much, but it is necessary. You've got to go inside before you can go out again. So mm -hmm. there we are. And I just wanted to say, I've got a leaflet of uh, images with, of my work at the back. And if anybody's interested, uh, please take one. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. I love your creative responses to life. And uh, it, it brings us now to our second hymn today, um, which again will appear on the screen or you have it on your yellow hymn sheet. It's a rousing tune. It's a rousing message. And it's reminding us of humanity's ability to transform our ways of being. It's a challenge for us to keep sowing the seeds of a world we can be proud to live in. And looking around our congregation today and online, I see faces of people who are doing just that, sowing seeds that make a difference. So let's sing together if we so wish.
lovely, lovely hymn. So my thanks go to you, Heidi, for today's inspiring service, to Janine and Jane for technical wizardry and support, to Margaret and Sandra for delighting us with seasonal music. Thank you to Charlotte, who is uh, Zoom hosting today, Juliet for being our greeter here at church, and Liv, Liz, who's going to be serving as refreshments. All of you much appreciated. The congregation has plenty going on beyond Sunday services. You can find out more in the congregational email, so do sign up for that if you haven't got it. And there are, uh, there are some notices on the back of the order of service sheet today. Uh, the regular Wednesday 10.30 online coffee morning is coming up as usual this week. And there are various other things happening. Um, do make a note of the 8th of September congregational meeting to talk about how to maintain congregational connections and encourage engagement on Zoom. That's going to be on Zoom, but if you're unable to access Zoom, come along to the church and uh, a watch party could be organized, but you'll need to let us know. Make sure you come to the congregational service on the 11th September because there's going to be the lovely annual gathering of the waters ceremony symbolizing our reconnection with the community. So bring water or there'll be water here for you to pour from a jug. And uh, we're starting the weekly hybrid services from the 5th of September. So last week, next week will be the last service that is entirely on Zoom. Uh, there is a great National Unitarian event running from this coming Monday, that's tomorrow, online for five evenings. It's our annual Hucklow Summer School, online again this year. It's going to feature five pairs of speakers exploring the theme of right relationship, practicing love, peace and justice in everyday life. Surprise, surprise, Jane and I are the first speakers on Monday evening. Uh, so do come along, but you'll meet lots of new people after Monday, and I'm looking forward to their talks, not mine. Uh, 7 p.m. each evening, but you do need the Zoom link for that, so talk to Jane about that. And if you're here in person, there will be drinks served, and if you're online today, do stay for a chat after the service with Charlotte. Let's ready ourselves now for our closing blessing. These words were written by my Unitarian ministry colleague, Andy Pakula, and it's called Our Heart Seasons. And then do stay and enjoy our closing music. Margaret's going to be singing that old Gershwin favorite, Summertime. She may even invite us to sing along at the end. So may you know fully and deeply the blessings of each of your heart seasons the inward turning of winter, springtime's lush renewal, the effortless steady growth of summer and autumn's rich harvest. May your passage from season to season be blessed, eased by hands to hold and by the light of love to guide you on. Amen. Go well, everyone, and blessed be. Thank mm -hmm. you.